Welcome to Charter School Conversations, a weekly podcast for the Utah Charter School community. I'm your host, Gina James, with the Utah Association of Public Charter Schools. We'll do a little board training, have conversations with charter school leaders, and touch on issues that affect us all. I hope you enjoy today's conversation. Today, I am at Mountainville Academy talking with Janice Vance, who is the principal at Mountainville. Mountainville is a public charter school, K through nine, located in Alpine, Utah. And that's all I'm going to say. I am a little biased toward Mountainville because I did have uh, my four children all went here. And so so I do love it. That's why I had to come visit with Janice first. <laughs> and so Janice, why don't you tell us a little bit about Mountainville? Okay. Mountainville's been, I think we're in our 16th year. Um, and I've been here since it opened. I started as a fifth grade teacher and then slowly just kind of evolved into this position. Um, we hire from within a lot. So we have a really good culture here. Um, a lot of our teachers are real happy. We don't usually have to hire too many and it's just a really fun place to be. A couple years into the pro, um, the school, we started with, um, leader and me, um, which is the seven habits. And we added that part as kind of our excellence piece for our kids, and it has been awesome. We were the very first lighthouse school in Utah, and we've had great support from Leader and Me. Sean Covey's kids also attended here, so we had a kind of a little one-up on getting into the program, but it's been great. And we found that our kids are really good at you know creating win-wins and being proactive and all the stuff that goes along with being a Seven Habits school. So we've been doing that most of the time the school has been open. We have a focus on high academics, and also our kids are really kind here. They are very nice kids. We teach them to create win-win agreements, and that seems to make a big difference on how they act and what they do with each other. So it's a fun place to be. That's probably my favorite thing about Mountainville is it's just a really great place to work and a great place to be for kids and for our parents. Well, and I can attest to that too, because when my son came to kindergarten, I came to kindergarten too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> As an instructor. And so that was kind of my foot in the door into public charter schools as well, you know, being an involved parent before then with my other children. But then actually being in the school really showed me what it takes to run a school and to be a teacher. And I'll tell you what, it just like skyrocketed my admiration <laughs> for teachers and especially teachers of young children. Yes. <laughs> and and what it takes. And so um tell me your educational background. I mean, what why did you want to become a teacher in the first place? As long as I remember I wanted to be a teacher. I used to do teaching, you know, on the stairs with my stuffed animals and any neighbor <laughs> kids I could grab. My dad was a principal in Alpine District. So I grew up around the educational environment. I knew a lot of the principals. We'd go to conventions with them and stuff. So I was I always wanted to be a teacher. I went to BYU on a music scholarship and then decided I didn't really want to do the music part of it as much. So I got double majored and got my degree in elementary ed also. And then I just was a stay-at-home mom for years, took care of my family and started part-time at Challenger as a kindergarten teacher just because I had my degree and I took my kids there for um, preschool and they just said, come teach. So I just did it part-time and then when Summit opened in Draper, I taught there for two years. I taught fifth grade there. And then we moved to Utah County, and I just looked for another school, and Mountainville was opening that year. And I've just been here ever since. Oh, that's awesome. So that's my story. 
That's great. So what kind of music I have to ask? Um, piano. Oh, okay. Piano and organ. Yeah. Oh, nice. So do you still play a lot? Yeah. <laughs> More than I want to. <laughs> all the time. Do you teach piano at all? I don't. Okay. No, I, I did a little bit when I was home with, just because people asked me to. Sure. It wasn't something I really loved doing because it, it was when my kids were home. I didn't want to take a t- time away from them. Do you enjoy playing now? Yeah, Is that I something play. that you do? Yeah, I Just play. for pleasure? Yeah. Yep, I do. Oh, neat. I love that. Yeah. So what's your favorite kind of music to play? Just anything that's hard. Like I love really hard Rachmaninoff and just different, you know, different composers. So that I, I, I never have, knew that about yeah, you. That's I don't great. have a lot of time for it. So I don't do it as much as, you know, I probably will in a few years, but I don't right now. So. Oh, that's neat. No, I love that. Um, what do you like the most about your job as a principal at Mountainville? I like the people. I like working with the kids. I love talking to parents. I love helping teachers any way I can. I just love creating the culture that makes it nice to be in. And it's just the people that I often think, why do I do this? You know, I could be doing, and I, it's because of the people. And I have six grandkids that go to the school now too, which makes it super fun. Oh, that's really fun. I didn't realize you had that many here. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So how many grandchildren do you have total? I have 15. Yes. And a brand new one. I have a brand right? new one. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, that's so great. What, um, what is the one thing then that you're most proud of about Mountainville? I think the environment we've created mm-hmm. here is probably the thing that I, I probably work the most to tr- try to do, to keep the teachers happy, to try to find solutions for when kids have a problem. We've learned, my assistant principal and I over the years, that there's always a reason that kids do what they do. Mm-hmm. It is not because they want to be bad or you know they want to be mean or whatever. There's always a reason. And so it's kind of interesting and challenging to figure out why kids do what they do. And we that's what we do now is we just really try to figure it out. And it seems to give us lots more compassion for them and try to help them and try to figure out sometimes why parents do what they do too. Because sometimes we're like, why would they do that, that parent? And then usually there's a reason. So. Oh, that's interesting. So how do you find out what, what the motivation is? A lot is? of times it's just how we question them and mm-hmm. we talk to them. And, you know, if a kid's mad at something, we just try to find out. And usually if we talk to him enough, they'll tell us and we find out something's going on at home or somebody died or, you know, there's some reason why they're having the emotion that they have when they're having a, you know, disciplinary action problem or something that's going on like that, or just somebody that's sad or whatever. So it's just trying to kind of figure out what's going on with them. Yeah. And then how do you support them after? Um, A lot of times when it's something going on with the kids, we make sure the teacher's aware of it. We, We talk to parents and say, how can we support and we sometimes call the kids in, you know, every day, how are you doing? You know, we know. You. And so it's just trying to figure out, um, you know, the best way we can support them. That's neat. What have you done to help build the community with in your teachers? Um, a lot of listening, a lot of asking them. I don't make decisions. I, when I was first principal, I'd make decisions what I thought was best. I don't do that anymore at all. Mm. I always ask. I go to their meetings, their team meetings. I send out a lot of emails. I talk to them a lot. I just try to find out what they need and what would help it be easier for them. And it's usually something simple. I've just been surprised. Some little thing makes such a difference to them. And then the more collaboration they can do with team and then giving them time. Time is what every teacher needs. So canceling meetings that don't need to happen, giving them their choice on when they do things or watch, you know, certain things, certain trainings or whatever, giving them more of a say in what goes on. 
And that seems to yeah keeps keeps them here. Keep, pretty, yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like your teacher turnover isn't yeah, that great. We can't pay them enough. <laughs> I mean, they're just we can't. <laughs> but I wish we could. <laughs> so, so you try to try to make up for it in other ways. Yeah, time is a big big piece of that. So, how do you work that into the school day? We try to give them an hour before school and an hour after school of contract time. That's just their own time. We have Fridays. We have a short day on Fridays. So once a month, I give them what's called a sharpen the saw day. And because that's one of the seven habits is to sharpen your saw and they can go home if they want, they can do whatever they want after school gets out just once a month. And they schedule all their appointments. Then they look forward to that. Like when I calendar for the year, if I don't have that on there very first, teachers let me know. <laughs> um, which day is my <laughs> sharpen the saw sharpen day? already scheduled? And I'm like, yep, it's good for the whole year. So anyway, so just trying to give them more time and if I have a meet, like faculty meetings, a lot of times I'll say, we only have two things, things that we need to discuss. I'll send it out in an email. You need to do this and this whenever you can. And then they don't, we don't have to get together and meet. But they also do like to meet. So we do, you know, they have weekly PLCs and they, there's, there's still a lot of connection. No, so. I think that's great just to meet them where they are and find out what they want. Yeah. I mean, I think that's... Because I don't know what they want. Yeah. I mean, I have great ideas sometimes, but that's not <laughs> what they think are great ideas. So... Isn't that the way it always is, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way with any interaction I have with anyone. It's like, finally, just yeah. just tell me. Just so tell listening me. is the biggest part of that, that I have learned over the years. Listening's huge. Listening has been a big key. Yeah. Okay, for you. What do you think is the best way for someone to get to know about your school or to, to see that culture, feel that culture um, that you've talked about? Well, a lot of it is word of mouth from um, families that already go here. Mm -hmm. We've tried lots of different things and it always comes back to, they hear it from somebody else or they drive by our school and they just look at it. A lot of people think we're a private school because we're set back and they don't, they don't get what a charter is, mm -hmm. a lot of, especially people that are moving from out of state. So once we get them in the doors, we we sell it, sell them on our school very easily. Once they come and do a tour, and um, our registrar does great tours, she's doing them all the time right now, and that they're hooked once they come and feel the culture, see how nice the kids are. You know, kids wave to them in the hall or say hi to them, and and they kind of get a sense. They say, when you walk in here, it feels different, and that's what we've tried to create. What would you say right now is the biggest problem? The biggest and maybe not even a problem in your school, but what's the biggest issue um, facing for education. education today? For for us, I for me anyway, it's it's trying to be able to pay the teachers enough, the funding, and then the other piece of that is all the different strands of money where they have to go that's mandated, and ch you know, trying to figure that all out. I just wish we could have the lump sum of money and then be able to choose how we spend it and pay the teachers, you know, what I feel like they're worth. But we just don't have enough money to do it. And also just the complicated... Yeah, the complicated grant system with the state. I did not come into this to be a grant writer, but I'm getting to be a pretty good one. Because <laughs> I have... There's just so many different pieces of money and that have to be tied to regulations and stipulations and, you know, stuff that makes it hard. Because there's I'm not an expert on all those things. And I don't have anybody else that does any of that stuff. Because there's not... I don't have people that do all the little parts that we're required to do. So a lot of it falls on me. And 
I'm becoming better at it, but it's not fun to always have to be the one to figure out how the money works. Well, and that takes a lot of your time. Yeah, I'm not able from... to do a, as much in the classrooms as I'd like to. I don't get in there as much as I, you know, observations and all that kind of stuff. It's just fun to see what's going on at the school, and I don't get the time to do that as much as I'd like because I'm doing a lot of red tape stuff. Is it a lot of the federal funding, or is it state funding? Or it's both? more state. More state? Federal, the only federal fun funding that I think we take is for special ed, and our SPED director does most of that. So oh, that's good. Yeah, but it's it's state. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know. <laughs> Something to note. <laughs> yeah. What's the solution for that? You're thinking just kind of a lump sum. Like yeah, trust I, us to Well, I just know that uh, some of the other states, I've kind of read it read up on it just to see how other states do it and I know like Florida has just a lump sum. They don't have all these line items that they have to follow and the line items it wouldn't be a problem if there wasn't reporting that had to go along with all of it and it has to be written a certain way and it you know, there's different people that want you to do it this way and fill out this form and do this on this website. And all this just, it's hard to keep track of. I can't remember all the different parts. So I have to keep refreshing every year when I have to do that little section. So I just wish it was not so many little parts to it. No, that makes sense. What's on your to-do list? For personal or school? Both. <laughs> Um, may, for personal, it's to um, travel again. I just have, with COVID, I just have stopped. I love to travel. I love mm -hmm. to see the world and go places. And I just don't want to travel and have to do all the regulations that go along <laughs> with that too. So um, do that again. And then my to-do list for school is we're trying to improve the outside of our school a little bit. And so there's some things that we're trying to raise money for. So our fundraiser is going to be some of that just to make it so that we don't have some of the muddy areas outside and some of the problems that, you know, it takes some money to fix all that. So our to-do list right now is to improve the outside of our school. It's that hill yeah. by the playground. But, but I we know. have a solution for that. Oh, good. We're getting rid of that this year. <laughs> so those yeah. little muddy kindergartners would yeah. come in and you're like, wipe your feet. No, we're putting concrete the whole way back and putting a wall. Oh, And there good. will not be that muddy, grassy, but it costs a lot of money. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, every, doesn't every, it kind of yeah, all comes down. Everything we're talking about costs money, <laughs> except for culture and making people feel loved. <laughs> so. Right. Right. That doesn't cost a thing. And that's, that's right. nice. What else do you think um, we can do to help build the charter school community in Utah? You know, when you said people are moving in, that they don't know about charter schools, what can we do to help? I just think the more that they can learn that there's a choice, because they really do think we're a private school. We get that all the time. So how much does it cost to go here? We're like, nothing. It's a, we're a public school. They don't understand that. So I just think the more that we can say there are choices in education, the more that word can get out, that helps because, you know, there's, they think this is your only choice is to go to school by your house, but mm -hmm. it's not. And um, the more that that conversation's out there and, you know, the more that helps because, you know, we're kind of in between a private school, it feels like. Right. And, and, um, they just want to know that there's, you know, some another choice. Yeah, they I just think aren't aware of it. I think sometimes the confusion can come because there are enrollment caps. Yes, and so it does make that seem exclusive if you have more that want to attend than can come. And that's why I'm saying that we're kind of in between in a weird way. But once they find out what we're about, that our board helps us choose what we do. It's not like we have all this, you know, people telling us what to do. The parents have a lot of a lot of input here, and our. We have a fantastic school board We, you know, that work with us and help guide it, and they're all parents. And we even have a couple on now that don't even have kids at the school anymore that are still staying on our board, and it's been good. So 
just, I think communicating the, just like what you guys are doing, you know, trying to get stuff on Instagram, getting word out there so that people can find out about it. Well, that's the plan. That's <laughs> that's the plan. And to try to, as people move in, let them know. Yeah. So, and our, and websites are important right now. There's a lot that are researching websites. We had a guy yesterday that told us he's been looking at schools all over Utah and he cho- he was deciding between us and Waterford and he, he, but he thought we were another, we were a private school. Oh, wow. And he just wanted to know how we can pay for stuff because, you know, there's no tuition and he just didn't understand it. And so <laughs> I just think the more we can communicate that there are ways to do it, you know, and still be a public school. The thing that charter schools I love have is that flexibility mm-hmm. because you're able to say, okay, we do get, you know, this much per student with the WPU and this is how our school is going to spend it, yes. you know, and to support the mission of the school yeah, and the and vision. it's not going to overhead. It's not yeah. going, you know, we're, we're just spending it on what we need to for the kids. And that's, that's what we like. That's the difference, a big difference between being at a district school. You know? And that's the cost you have to pay for filling out all those grants. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. Yes, this lovely little district office right here. here. <laughs> and and Janice is pointing to the uh, small half, <laughs> let's see, what is it, a half cinder block? Yeah. It's lovely. <laughs> Not really. But, but it's, it's, but it it's is, functional. Yeah, it's a very it, functional it surprise, office. It does surprise people that I interview when I say, this is the district office. And they're like, what? <laughs> like in this, this room. <laughs> You're like the district of one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this so. is it. Yeah. So, but again, it's that a benevolent control that you're exercising, you yeah. know, with the community, with teachers. Have you felt like it's been hard to get parents involved or? Not really. It's if we throw things out there, sometimes we forget that they don't just know what we need. <laughs> and so if we throw things out there, we get great parent support. We have awesome parents. Like I feel like we're in partnership with our parents on so many parts of things if they just know about it. So it, like, just like everything, it's communicating, making sure they know. Yeah. And then what communication channels do you guys use? Um, we have what we call Mountainville Minute that we send out to our parents every week. And that has everything that's coming up, what we need, all that kind of stuff, all the instructions on carpool, whatever it is that we need to let our parents know. And then our teachers do, a lot of our teachers do um, remind or different different communication. They're supposed to email about once a week to make sure parents are aware of what's going on. I do a weekly email for our te- the teachers and all our staff that's called Week at a Glance that I send out everything that's going on so that I don't feel like we need to do as many meetings and if I leave something out, they sure let me know that, that you know, oh, you didn't put this in, Janice. So anyway, um, we just try to communicate it. Our marquee gets a lot of um, people come and ask about the school because of that. So all those different – you helped us, actually, Gina, get that marquee now that I'm saying that. That's been a great – we have a lot of people say that. And then our website, there's a lot of – we get a lot of um, traffic on the website. No, I think that's great information to share with other schools because I think that is one thing people are always trying to – reach out or to market or, you know, what works, what works at your school? We've tried mailer. We tried all that. None of that worked. Mm. It's, it's word of mouth and it's getting them in here to see what it is. You know, just say, you know, our marquee's done that a lot. People stop by, Hey, I saw that you said you had openings, you know, and I just don't even know what the school is. And then next day that we've got three of their kids here. So (laughs) yeah. So like, well, come and find out. (laughs) That's what it's all about. That's right. right. (laughs) No, I, I think that's the best way too, because then if they know someone at the school, then they can ask questions Mm -hmm. and find out more. Yeah. So it, it, word of mouth's the best way. 
And having a good school that yeah, gives yeah. someone something well, to and, talk about. And, yeah. <laughs> and we tell our parents, let let your friends know that we have, you know, we're opening for, we have the lottery coming up or we, we let our parents know that in our communication. And a lot of people come because of that. Mm-hmm. And that's how I found the school to Was talking around in our neighborhood because I drove past two other elementary schools to, to get, get to here. this school Yeah, when my kids were in we're in school. So it was worth it. Yeah. It's a good place. <laughs> a it's plug a place. there, a plug there. Well, is there anything else that about Mountainville, something that, that people should know about? Anything you need. Or anything you want I mean, we're just a school trying to do our best to educate kids, you know? I mean, that's what we are. And we care about the kids. So I think that's the most unique thing about us is we truly care about the kids. It's not about money. It's not, even though it sounds like it, cause it's hard to not, you know, not right. have enough, but it's not about that. It's, it's, it's these kids and seeing them grow and shine and get excited about learning is what it's all about. So I love that. Well, thank you so much for spending a few minutes here. Now back to reports and <laughs> checking yeah. in with kids and seeing what's going on. You know, yeah. you hear grumblings out in the office. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? Not grumblings, but there's, there's but, people out there, but noises. Know. Yeah. <laughs> so Thank you so much. I really appreciate oh, not um, a problem. you visiting with us. And <laughs> every, anyone that wants to come check out Mountainville, I'm sure Janice would be yep, willing we'd to- we'd love to have you here. <laughs> show you the tour, show you what's going on. Thanks. Okay. Thanks for listening in today. The Utah Association of Public Charter Schools is a nonprofit organization that provides training, advocacy, and technical support to promote excellence in Utah's public charter schools. Learn more about us on our website at utahcharters.org.